You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello all and welcome to Sunday Q&A. Today brought to you by, from the Shedbury because it's carnage in the house at the moment. Child's on her latest crazy project and there's stuff everywhere. So I've just come out in here for a break. Um, right, straight into it. We've done a lot recently on EVs, electric vehicles, and the ideas of electric trucks and self-driven trucks, and uh, a little bit of feedback, a little bit of Purby Straight, as usual, you know, so uh, what we got. Um, TG Weed says, uh, just some information, yeah, on, on the electricity, he said, over, uh, in 2020, 40% was produced by green sources, which was um, more than coal and power plants combined. Good show. Um, he said, also, it's inaccurate to think that a petrol engine gives 100% of energy. It's, in fact, 20 to 30% of the energy, um, as a lot of it goes on. It's wasted heat and other forms of energy. Electric engines are far more efficient, uh, about 75%. Electric is the future once the infrastructure is in place. I agree with you. I mean, there is a problem at the moment with the infrastructure in the fact that um, I had a story somebody who decided to move, drive from sort of Dunstable to Devon, and it took them 10 hours because they'd keep stopping and charging the car up. But it is coming, and that's good news. And the fact that we're getting the energy in the right way is all good news. How long it'll take to come to trucks, I don't know. But, you know, if we can change all the cars over, well, that's going to help, isn't it, really? I have changed all of my um, gardening stuff over to electric, but that's basically because I'm sick to death of trying to get two stroke engines to start and then just putting the thing a load of time and it won't start and I've just got to press a button and it goes. So I'm a big fan of electric. I've always thought a good idea, well, why is, why is someone, you know, you've got roof tiles, why has someone invented solar roof tiles? Rather than having, I presume, you know, rather than solar panels, solar roof tiles. Then you do little bits that click onto all of them. Wouldn't if one of them failed? And then you'd have an entire roof full of solar panels. And you'd just charge your house. And your car. Brilliant. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, Lee Westcott. He says, self-driving vehicles will never have the personal touch on a special delivery. It's true. Sometimes you want the package. There you go, madam. All delivered, all lovely and safe. Computer giving it. Maybe not the same thing. Uh, Godzilla's, he said it can't be done. He says there's some way, um, oh yeah, it's the old idea of self-driving vehicles. And if there's some way of directing them on the site they go to, like get in a cab and point it in the right direction, then it fails. And it fails to back into a bay. Or telling it after the fact that it needs to go on bay 65, not bay 11, because you changed your mind. Uh, he said from experience of being a test driver at Myra, doing the endurance test on the Nissan Leaf and reporting back to the pro pilot system they have, wait until it snows and it all turns rapidly bad. Spray doesn't help either. Um, assumed speed limits and various speed limits and motorways were barren of fun. He says he, he still goes a bit nervous on country lanes and sharp turns, regardless of what vehicle I am. So wouldn't stress too much about the idea of driverless trucks yet. He said they could do base to base, assuming a special entrance exit was set up for the loading bay. Beyond this, they're useless. 
Oh, and thanks for putting me straight on the efficiency of EVs. Well, hopefully I've been put straight on the efficiency of EVs. And then, you know, but no, he's right. It would only be base to base, literally, if it was shuttle runs between Milton Keynes and Durham. But they went, they came off the motorway, they came on the motorway, straight up there. But then what happens when, oh no, motorway shut. Uh, there's been a bridge strike, oil everywhere. We shut all three lanes, it's diverted off. You're screwed. It will, it will come. I mean, all these things will come. Whether they'll come in my lifetime, I doubt it. Whether they'll come in my child's lifetime, almost certainly. But um, it's not something I'm going to worry about too much. Um, the urban trucker who I've been speaking to this week. Hello, mate. How you doing, mate? Um, he, he said, don't worry about autonomous trucks taking over the industry. All you need to do is drive around Mount Keynes, look at the funny little Amazon things um, that look like the kids show driving around. He says... Um, I think these shows are a long way off being the reality at the moment, but I'm sure time and technology autonomous trucks, well, yeah, basically they'll come in the end, won't they, really? He said the new scanners have some sort of eye monitoring system that gives you vision attention warning on the dash. It, on the driver who passed his test and then shouted, um, oh, yeah, but because they got shouted at going through the seven and a half um, weight ton limit. He says, um, let me guess, was it one of the wonderful people on Tottenham? Yes, it was. <laughs> That's what my mate uh, Brendan said. It was a guy who passed his test, all happy passed his test, coming back from the test centre to base, which you have to drive. It's The base is stuck inside. You can't actually drive to my base without driving through a seven and a half tonne zone. Every single road that leads into it is seven and a half tonnes, except for access. And there's Arctic's parked up there. So we have to go through one of these entrance points just to get to the zone. So we are allowed. I believe. Well, we must be because otherwise they wouldn't give us they wouldn't give us operators licenses for where we base, would they? Really? But yes, it was one of the nice people from Tottenham screaming. Yes. Um, Aaron eighties and family says all this technology. There will be jobs for no one. Hopefully, not in my lifetime. Aaron, it's funny you should say that. Wouldn't it? It's an, what about an interesting story of the future? Wouldn't it really? Where there were no jobs for anybody because computers had taken over. And what if someone had actually engineered it that way? And who could do something about it? Maybe a bunch of geriatric people, like 50-year-old guys, who suddenly got superhero powers. And they would, they would be sort of villains and, and evil lairs and sort of action and comedy. And wouldn't that make a great story? This is all your makings of a lucky day. Finish my book. If anybody else has been noticing in the top when, when I finished, I've, I finished it three weeks ago. Um, yeah, if anyone's noticed, the little box at the end screen has changed. This is The Unbelievables by Peter Koth, a rip roaring roller coaster of a novel which is available to buy on Amazon. You can either follow the link or type in The Unbelievables into Amazon paperback or Kindle version. I'm very proud of it. I think it's great. I mean, I've written one before, and it's totally different to that. The one before was kind of um, semi-autobiographical. Totally autobiographical. It all happened. Um, and it was a shocker. This is just fun. I'm on the second one right now. But, yeah, there you go. Unbelievables. Peter Cove. Uh, right. Please subscribe. Domain name guy says, electric vehicles, etc. Oh, I like this. There's a video online of a guy charging a Tesla with a petrol generator. <laughs> kind 
it defeats the object there, doesn't it? Just a little bit like there you go. Um Kenneth McKenzie. He says, going by your tank. Oh, we because we're on fuel now. Um a hundred litres, one gallon is four point five six five something like that. Hold, he said on average, he says you he reckons you're getting eighteen point one eight miles a gallon, which is exactly what the trip computer says. It it could be worse. He, he said he works out about hang on, let me go down there. About twenty seven p a mile. He says he says he reckons you can get um, a mile to go back, but twenty seven p a mile when I'm charging between two two fifty and three pound a mile, or slightly under, I'll live. Um, which leads us on to fuel car prices. Um, yeah, I had a word with my fuel car people. I rang them up and I went. Bearing in mind, you'd think it would be more of a shocker from... So I've got my own YouTube channel. I'm on there every week telling people that UK Fuels are charging me through the nose. Do you want to stop doing this? And she kind of went... And she made a lame excuse. I like the lady who deals with me. She's lovely. But she went, oh, I've just checked... Um, it's what price are you paying? I said, I'm paying £1.10. And she said, how far are we out? I went, seven pence. She went, oh. And she said, oh, I've just checked the... Um, the places you're filling up, um, we can actually, because the way you're filling up, we can do you a better deal, £1.5. She dropped it 5p instantly. I like, don't give me the flannel, love. I know you're just talking the price up open, I won't notice, because some people don't. I do. And then this week, it coming at £1.4. But I know some of you got better. Um, Michael Ellis, I think, I've done that this week, like last week, 103.9 plus that. Um, the Urban Trucker again, I mean, um, it says... Um, this week he's got one oh two with key fuels. He said, well, "Yeah, when we, he said when you're paying one pound ten, with the VAT that works out one pound thirty two. You're gonna be cheaper off actually just filling up in Tesco's and getting the club card points. Yeah, I know it's convenience, isn't it? And it's, it's you know you don't pay one pound ten when you're filling up on a motorway at the BP and it's easy and it's got the big pump and all that. Um, but yeah, no, they were, and I'm just gonna have to keep on top of it. But the man on the fuel cards is our mate Ian Merrick. He says." Um, I've started this new feature in Same Day Courier, not the exchange. It's a face group called, called Play Your Fuel Cards Right. I love that. In honour of Bruce Forsyth. It's the lowest price of the win. He basically has picked six fuel cards from existing suppliers. He said, one, Apple Green's canning all the time. Um, he, yeah, this, he said, there's been the same for the last six weeks. Uh, I mean, he's, trying to, he's trying to negotiate a group discount, and he wanted a copy. I bet the guy wanted a copy of his accounts. And he, just, he said, not that they're dodgy, but it just gets a bit painful. Would you do me a favour, Ian? If every week, when you get your fuel car prices, stick it in the comments. Because I said I was going to do this a little while ago, but there's kind of enough work to be doing, to be honest with you. But if you would... And if you'd be so kind, I'm quite happy to link to any channel that's yours or throw anything your way. But I will do that. Play your fuel cards. You know, play your fuel cards right, sponsored or courtesy of Ian Merrick. And I will actually do at the beginning of every Sunday Q&A a rundown of the top six cards and what prices they're charging. Because that way all the drivers will know. And you can maybe get hold of your fuel card people and go, you do realise that your fuel cards are being, the price you're putting to me is actually now being broadcasted every week on this channel. You might want to give me the best price you can. Anything that helps any of us. And then you guys can listen to it and you can ring them up and you can go, right, I've just been watching this. I know for a fact that you're charging other people £1.2. Why are you charging me £1.5? And they've got nowhere to go. It's basically freedom of information. If you'd be so kind, I would appreciate it, mate. If not, I understand. No problem. We'll just kick along as we are. But in the meantime, thanks for all the comments anyway. Like, you know. So, swerved the bullet with the taco there. Um, theoretically, on my planning, I should have been able to do it. 
you kind of think, well, you are supposed to plan for like, um, my, my transport agent says plan for a seven hour day because a seven hour day turns into like a nine hour day really quickly, but not normally. And it was just chaos. And literally, uh, I think it took me, I barely got back to base. I said, I swear to God, the truth is I, I got back to base with three minutes left on my clock. And originally when I started, when I was making that video, it said I had half an hour clear. And it just quit clocking down and down and oh, way more time has been added. More time has been added. I made it, but only just. Um, but yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is, I will do one. There we go. I've got my pen with me because I've, I've, I've wrote it down a piece of paper last time. What's the other thing? What's if we run out of hours? By the way. If I haven't answered any of your questions, I think I said this last week, it's because I lost my piece of paper with all the questions on. So if, if I haven't answered your question, please stick it in the comments. If you need a video, I'll do one for you, no problem. Um, so, swerve the bullet. Kenny McGear says, start calling you Keanu Reeves. Shall I take the red pill or the blue pill? What's that? That's his coat. That's a great coat in that. Long. It's cool. Um... London Creative. Oh, yeah, this is Nick, who is accidental. I've also I've got myself one of these. Where's it gone? I was doing some videos. I've been trying to work it out at the moment. I've got one of these. This is an, a tiny, it's like the size of two matchboxes, an Osmo Action. And it means that I can now record from two different locations. And But I've just tried to put all the, um, the videos onto my computer. It's only got a 128 gig memory stick on it. And it says that it's, 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 like it's got too much memory on it. But the, the camera's telling me I've got six hours left to film. So somewhere along the line, something is going wrong. And the computer's trying to copy the files over twice or something like that. So if anyone understands these things and can tell me what I'm doing wrong about trying to get the, the video from this onto my computer without it thinking it, it needs more memory than deep thought, uh, please let me know. Um, he says, and it's got a leak in the roof. A few drops of water falling through the video. I think that's because I had the window slightly open. No, she's, she's watertight. She's lovely. Um, Van on the run says, sounds like a close shave. This is one of the things that bothers me about going the truck route. It's very rigid regarding work hours, getting stuck away from home. And this is why on a Friday you don't really want to go too far. And I'll be also, if I had got stuck out, there are, there are various different options that I'm going to do one on what to do if you get stuck out. Um, it sounds like a nightmare. Which is what I try and do is on a Monday I try and ease into it gently. Maybe. Sometimes I get a big job. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, go for it like crazy. Friday, have an easy day. If I can hit my target, I try to hit my target by, you know, drop off or first thing on Friday morning. And then I think, well, everything I'll get after this is bunts. So if there's a job going here, there and everywhere, a million miles, I just don't do them. If I can get a little one, brilliant, I'll go home. But this one, like, so that was the plan. Get the job early, go all the way down to Paul, got my day's money in Paul, just go home. And then when Southampton and me on Kingsbury, I thought that's paying me to drive home. But then everything ground to a halt. So, and it kind of happens sometimes. You can't, odds, you know, you can't odds it. Your enemy is traffic jams. Because traffic jams, you're doing five miles an hour. But you're still clocking up driving time per minute. If you were totally stationary, you'd be on hammers. So, yeah, it's a shocker. Um, Martin Bonin says, uh, Friday traffic was a nightmare. Google Maps shows more crashes than cars on the road. It was a shocker. It really was a shocker. Right, so... <coughs> miscellaneous um, domain name guy he says um, 
The most practical 7.5 tonne is the Mitsubishi Curtain Cider or flatbed, as it has a better payload, as the 7.5 tonne flatbed only weighs about 3.3 tonne-ish. Uh, they're very uncomfortable to drive, but they're handy in narrow lanes where a daft can't fit. Yeah, I get that. I like, so I'd want a lorry that's a lorry, because I want space in the cab, because I don't want to be... I don't want to be drive 10 hours, drive a truck and be uncomfortable. The other one is, I've had it before, where I've, I've rung them up and i said, I'm, I'm like a 7.5 tonne, and they say, yeah, but are you really a 7.5 tonne? How big's your bed? I've got a six-metre bed. He said the amount of phone calls I've had so, so far today where everyone's ringing up with a 4.8-metre bed because they've got the scaled-down version of a seven-and-a-half tonne. So I believe you know, your biggest advantage lies on, your, on the, the capacity to carry. The, length, the amount of times where I get it because it's to get a job, because it's high clearance through the side, or because it's long. I had some pipes on, or you'll see on the video. Those six metres long, they went bulkhead to the, to the door. That's the only way. They, they didn't weigh much. But you needed space to get, you needed the length to get them on, like, you know. So I like how this is cool. Um, oh, here we go. You went on the wrong bit. Um, Dylan Martez says, morning, Pete. Love the videos. What are the rough prices you would give end user customers? Long wheelbase. I would say anything you can. You charge the best you can. When I when I picked up from where my wife works, we would we were charging and we 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 put on fifty percent. I think actually we put on a hundred percent on some jobs. So you know, we, if the job's costing us eighty quid to get it off, we were invoicing them one hundred and sixty pound. My wife said that's half what we were paying, and she said, and what we were paying is half what we were originally paying from another firm. So there is a firm out there that on eighty miles was charging them something like nearly five hundred quid. And they were paying it. And if they're daft enough to pay it, take their money. I call it stupid tax. Just take their money. But um, normally I would say 50. So if the job's to say you can get the job off for 80 quid, or you think the job on the exchange will be worth 80 quid, I would charge them one, between 120 and 160. Double money is lovely, but you might want to stay competitive, so 50% is enough. That's my opinion. And it is only my opinion. Um... Oh, we got a van on the van on the run. Give me his um, fuel card, but I put the wrong places. Cheers, bud. Um, Mujad Salim Kabed says um, he likes to watch the videos, but I barely understand because you speak very fast. For a foreigner, it's hard for me to understand you. Very much appreciated your time to dedicate to inform me. That's fine, my friend. Jason Burke has the answer. If the thing about me is, you can I can speak properly. They used, to, they used to call it RP, which stands for Renounced Pronunciation. And it was to do with a dialect triangle between Oxford, Cambridge and Uxbridge. And it was to do with the, the, way, that, the way that the people used to speak on the BBC back in the day. And when I was a kid, growing up with the family market traders, my, my mum said, speak properly, pronounce your teeth. I used to go that all the time, pronounce your teeth. From my dad, he was going, pronounce your teeth. And then, of course, after... 25 years as a London street market trader, it's all gone sideways. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, yeah, this is this is all it, really. This is kind of our talk, and this is part of the character. Um, but as Jason Burke has the answer, he says, if you click on the subtitles box, bottom right of the video, it comes up with subtitles. Whether they're accurate or not, I don't know. But there you go. So you can watch them with the sound down now. Stop annoying the missus when you're watching it in bed. Hey, Daniel. Superhero transport manager. Um, Steve Campbell. He says, regarding strapping pallets, if the pallet's going to go over, it's going to go over from the top first, which is where the strap is holding the load and pushing down from the top to the floor. So if driving gently and sufficiently wrapped, it won't fall. 
However, sometimes pallets move if they're badly wrapped. What, so what I do if I have to load on my own is I run the strap from the tie down point along the floor to the base of the pallet, feed the strap into the base of the pallet, around the centre tube, and then strap over, uh, load and repeat on the other side. So you must have some system going, going from the bottom up, round, up and down. There are always ways around it. If you think the pallet's unstable, I found the best way to do it is to strap it round and then strap it over. And if it's really unstable, wrap it round a lot. And if it's got more than one of them, try and wrap them round together. To wrap them round in a clump. So we've got four or five. When I had that one, when I was moving those metal filings, they were really badly wrapped. I just got straps and went all the way round horizontally. And once it had become one rock hard clump, all the way on horizontal, then over again, um, over the top. Um, three or four you know with as many straps as possible just to keep it as rock solid as you can i think if in doubt belts and braces put on as many as you possibly can and it's probably something with i'll probably still get it wrong but um see how we go with that steve r he says pete the tom tom uh, we've got a new truck sat nav out not the 6250 now professional the new one is called is it says tom, i think it's tom tom go expert it's just been released i may treat myself I'm kind of doing all right at the moment. Road Lords, I tried it again, and it was doing great. And then every time I try to use it this week, it just kicks me out. Shows me the destination, shows me the route. I press go, and it takes me back to the home screen on my phone. And I can't have a sat-nav that's going to kick me out. And the other one, the XPO or whatever it is, the Xpodgy or the Jim Jim or whatever it is, was just really clunky. It's just not nice to operate. It's painful. The menus are not nice. So I might treat myself to a decent one. I don't necessarily know. Like with the, with the camera, the Osmo thing, the Osmo um, action, I could have got a GoPro. This is £100 cheaper than the GoPro, but this is two years old. The GoPro's brand new, the GoPro 9. But I was reading the reviews, and so many of them were saying, yeah, the screen at the back, the touchscreen's really unresponsive. It's horrible. And sometimes it decides not to record. I thought, why am I going to pay 100 quid extra for a camera where the screen isn't very good? This, the new one, does 5K. Mine only does 4K. Why do I need 5K? Apparently it's handy for zooming in. So if you do a shot and there's a fork truck driver in the distance, you can get home, you can speed it up and then you know expand it. Fork truck driver's clear as day there. So I can live without that. And it's taking up memory. I've still got some memory things, so I'll get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. Uh, Chris C. He says, I've just been through Bath and forgot about the clean air zone. It wasn't well signposted, and I only knew where it was when I stopped at some lights. There's a tiny sign. This is just annoying, this. There's a tiny sign about um, then about another road down the road saying, I was leaving. Could have been worse. At least it's only £9, not £100 like London. So that's if you drive in. It costs you nine quid. I know what it's going to be. Is that in a truck or a van? But that must be in a truck. It's £100. I know what the fine is, though. And, yeah, it's a bit annoying if they don't signpost it. Um, but he also says, I don't know if it's there yet, but Google has said they're putting something in maps to avoid clean air zones. So when that doesn't, if anyone knows of any of the sat-navs that pick up on avoiding the LEZs, Birmingham, Bath, London, all that kind of stuff, because uh, the ULEZ is on it, on Waze and all that, but the LEZ isn't at the moment. But if any of it does come up and anyone clocks it, please put a message in the comments and I'll pass it on. Uh, Neptune Courier. He loves channel, thank you. He says, um, do you know why some loads don't appear? I'm just turn on that video on that. He said, do you know why some loads don't appear on the drive rack, but they do on the PC version? So as part of in Newbury, and my app showed one load in Stratford. Sorry, Stratford? Stratford. Stratford. It's the BBC again. Stratford. Um, and one at my home location. 
The Stratford loads said the notification during the Depstop versions set to my location near Richo five loads. And this is why I always said you I did a video on saying that you can go on the desktop, the mobile version, the desktop on your mobile. Although I've done this recently because at first it was very frustrating because I was looking on the mobile version and loads weren't coming up. And then I went on the desktop version. They did. That stopped happening. But, yeah, we found it very frustrating when we tried to do that Toppy Vango thing that went terribly wrong. We had drivers saying that they didn't have any loads. And then we're looking on the computer and so there's five loads around them. And we'd, we'd spoke to the exchange and go, we can't understand why these loads are not coming up on the on the phone, but they are coming up on the computer. And the exchange just um, um, denied it. So it's not true. And, but no, it is true because we're, we're looking at it right now. No, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I will do a video on that one. I think you can sort of try and clear that one up. That'd be good for people. Steve, uh, anyone know about running in Europe? Anyone got a link to the platform mentioned here? Um, one of you guys did say about the, the platform. I can't remember what it's called because I can't run in Europe because I'm a standard national. But whoever did, if you can put a link up to the jobs that are coming up. I can't remember what it was called. It did have a name for it. Put the link. Steve can follow the link. Everyone's a winner. Uh, Kenneth McKenzie. He says... Um, He's been watching the videos, picking it up. He said, here's a laugh for you. He says, I'm actually to blame for something. He said, he had to set up as a limited company. Was, oh, there's the truth. He had to set up as a limited company. His factory companies will not provide the service to me unless it became a limited company. So he went through the registration process. Um, he, he sort of remember one or two re um, references regarding a certain name in your vlogs. And it's a name that nearly everyone's heard of. So I mentioned you as MI5 Couriers Limited. It says, I get a knock on the door by the actual MI5 saying, hey, who do you, what do you think you're playing at? Really? Oh, wow. Um, you say, I blame you. You can. Send them round here. And I go, what? What, you're not allowed to say MI5? You know, you know the actual building in London, the one over Vauxhall Bridge, which you go over the bridge. It's there. MI huge, MI5. Nowhere on the building does it say MI5. It's got gold plates. This is something or other. Everybody knows it's MI5, except for my mother, who one day when we was going Vauxhall Bridge, and she pointed out a large building to me and my dad, who was on our way to a Nine Hours Market, and I went, you know what that building is? MFI. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <sighs> Right. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Kim. Sitting around to me. Uh, Dave Park says he likes the videos. Would it be possible to give advice for young transport managers? Quite frankly, no, because I don't know anything. But what I will do is I'll get a hold of Daniel and ask him any any tips or hints or anything that he can do. I'll write them down and I'll do a video. So Daniel, if you're listening, he does watch Daniel Greenberg, superhero transport manager. Can you please get together? a list of hints and tips that would help young and up-and-coming transport managers, and I can stick them on a channel. Thank you very much. Um, John Gunn. Like the videos, mate, and always helpful, but thank you, no problem. Uh, a couple of questions, if I may. Pros and cons of getting a van sign written. I've done that video twice, because I did it, and then did it again, and didn't realise I'd done it. Uh, but we'll do a link to that one for you, mate. Um, and he said, I'm thinking advertising versus potential accident poaching. He said, yeah, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, and, w and when getting around London, how much of a headache is it? I've been putting off jobs to London, as it seems a complete nightmare. I'm a multi-dropper and looking to get away. So, you, yeah. So, um, 
There's London and London, isn't there? There's Soho, and then there's Hounslow, and then there's Harrow, if you want to class it, or Barnet. There's London and London. On the whole, it is a headache, but it's not a massive headache. I would quote more money on the job because you guarantee it's going to take you a lot longer. If you're going to go from North London to South London, it might only be four miles. It might take you two hours because it just does. It just moves slowly. It is a headache. If you get enough money, I didn't stop me running in London. If I got the right price on the job, I'd still do it. But I can't run anymore because of the LEZ. Um, Planet, Planet Grok says, um, I right, make quick one. Do the CX require full limited company registration for company's house? Or can you just start off as a sole, sole trader plus for insurance, see how things go? I haven't found anything concrete one way or another. I recommend that you don't get limited when you start with a CX because... If you get limited, they will say you're a company and they will try and sell you a bigger package. You want to go in, I'm just a guy with a van, sole trader, I want the cheapest package possible. If it works out for you, you can always upgrade it later. If it doesn't work out for you, then you haven't lost so much money. They'll always clock the money up. If you say, I want more, I'm going to pay you extra, they'll say thanks. If you buy the top package and go, I don't need this, you're kind of under contract. It's like with your phone. I've got the super duper phone. I've got the expensive monthly contract. Now I want to go for the cheaper version. Well, you've got the big phone, haven't you? So you, you pay for it. But no, I, I, I honestly start with the most basic package you possibly can. I had another guy ring me during the week. And him and his brother were starting to think, you know, we're going to join the CX at the same time. and said, what to do? And I said, well, if you're going to join at the same time, don't join at exactly the same time. If one of you joins and then the other one joins a week later, he can phone up and he can say, my brother's recommended me and his brother will get a free month. I never get a free month. I don't know how many people have joined because of me. I don't get anything free. But he, you guys can. And if you can, when you ring up, mention my name. Say Pete says he would like my free month, please. They'll give it to you or they won't. I won't get it. Oh, was that it? And finally, that's it. Well, in conclusion, Steve Campbell, who put the first comment in. Oh, I do that. I try and get that. Sometimes I watch a guy called Jonathan Pye. I think he's brilliant. He's hilarious. And sometimes, because the phone pings up, you can just press play. Well, no, you can't do it. You know, if, if, if I'm sitting there looking for a job in a lay-by or something like that, and it pings up, and you go, um, I'm sometimes like the seventh person to watch his video, and he's got like one and a half million subscribers or something daft. And he says, first person to comment, what do I win? Steve, you win a copy of my book. <laughs> this cost me money. It's, it's comical, really. I spent two years writing it, and now if I want a copy, I have to buy it, because Amazon print them. They've got a very clever printing machine. They just print... Whatever someone orders, the next book that comes in might be Pride and Prejudice, and they'll print that one off. And then the next one might be Great Expectations, and this machine just prints them off one at a time, like, you know. But it cost me the bargain price of a tenner, of which I get about... I know I get off it. It's one fifty or three quid. I don't get a load. But if you want, I will buy a copy... This is a one-time only. No one else gets this. You are the guys you've got to pay. Um, but if you send me your details, you've been a, a kind commenter all over the years. I'll stick it in a jiffy bag and I'll send you it. Let me know what you think. So that's it. It's only Q&A for another week. Um, I've got a load to get off on Monday morning because I didn't get up to Milton Keynes because of the horrible rain. So I haven't put in Father's Day tomorrow anyway, so I might have a little... Might, I absolutely hammered for it. Um, last week, I've done videos. I've done videos on this new thing that are on a computer that I've got to put on, and I've got one with a helicopter, and it's all crazy in the house anyway. But um, I will get round to it. And like I say, any other questions that I've missed, please leave them in the comments, and I'll do your videos. And in the meantime, 
Take care. Take money. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.